The Dub Talk podcast contains language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there is always a possibility of spoilers for any and all anime series, so be careful while listening in case there's a series you probably haven't finished yet. Finally, make sure that the salt you're using has been properly blessed. Otherwise, it's just regular table salt. Using it to fight spirits will be that much more difficult. And now, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Dub Talk, where a group of experts come together to talk about a recent dub cast or announcement. My name is Jet, and tonight I'm joined by Lilac. Hello! Andrew. I am the rising superstar of the psychic world. Do not no. mess with my abilities. No, you're... <laughs> no, sir. Last I knew, you're in the thousand-year dungeon. <laughs> Correction. You're in the one, no, one-million-year dungeon with my... your four kids, My Hero Academia. Which, by the way, Megan added more to it. She wanted me to tell you. Todoroki is now Timmy. Todoroki is now Timmy. Oh, and Momo is now fully clothed like a nun and named Mary, okay? <laughs> Andrew, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? A lot of things. By the way, uh, who are you, stranger? Yeah, uh, we're also joined by Avon. Hello. Okay, and tonight we've all gathered here to talk about the anime adaptation of the hit series created by Web Offer One. No, we're not talking about One Punch Man again. Tonight because we're because <laughs> we all missed on that train. <laughs> tonight we're here to talk about another series called Mob Psycho One Hundred. Basically, yeah. the losers of the famous One Punch Man Battle Royale have taken our second wind and are doing Mob Psycho 100. Well, minus well, me. Well, I, I was in that one, so. All right. I was, like, okay, I well, was actually in One Punch Man, and me, I was just tired from work and did not want to stay up till like one in the morning recording an episode. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm sitting it out. <laughs> okay, so we have two losers here then. Well, whatever. Okay, so in case you're listening to this and you don't know what the series is about, Bob Psycho follows the exploits of Shigeo Kageyama, also known as Bob, who is a gifted psychic who has trouble controlling his strange powers. However, his life changes when he's taken under the wing of a self-proclaimed psychic named Riggin, and together the two of them battle against spirits and other weird supernatural threats as Bob begins a journey to grow into a better person. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Also, I'd like to note, I'd like to note that canonically, as of 1.8 million voters, this is a show with worse animation than Yuri on Ice. (laughs) I was gonna say it sooner or later. Let's not open that can of worms called the Anime Awards. Let's use our psychic powers to close that one up before we talk about it. Yeah, and before you end up in a 10 million years dungeon, possibly a billion years dungeon for your bullshit again. I'll make this dungeon trist. I'll make this dungeon stay as long as I have to. All you, for you don't want to go. You don't want to go to those dungeons, Andrew. I hear the floors are really sticky. Oh. oh. Speaking of stickiness, let's talk about puberty. Oh. The master of segues. He has not lost his touch. I have not <laughs> lost my touch. Basically, <laughs> here's the thing. Everybody's going to assume that this is a show that is about shonen 
battle action, balls to the wall action, psychic powers, spoons clashing and bashing and fighting, when the real thing is this is a coming of age story about a kid who's basically growing up trying to discover himself, what he really wants, and if he really wants what he really wants. And he's dealing with all that stuff and what it actually means to be a kid with psychic powers and what he does with that information. Honestly, I think that part of the story comes really clear that it's a coming-of-age story. Mob just happens to have psychic powers, really. Yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. a good story. Yeah, it's a great personally. story. Mm. And here's the Agreed. funny and here's a funny story. Funimation took a while to announce this cast, so that's why we're really late at recording this episode. We were yeah. expecting this one to take a while, but we weren't <laughs> expecting quite what happened. Yeah, uh, so I suppose we should probably... Well, that's actually a good segue, so we should get into that. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're going to start things off with the ADR director and scriptwriter. But uh, before we mention that, we should probably... Uh, also mentioned that this show came out right around the time the Funny World Alliance was first confirmed as a thing. This so, was one of the big titles at the beginning of the Funny Roll Alliance. Yeah, yeah, because it was this one, Orange, and 91 Days. Initially, these were the big three that came out of that alliance. Basically, both Funimation and Crunchyroll got screwed out of One Punch Man. So this is the ultimate alliance show of getting the next best thing. Yeah, but uh, because of that, pretty much everybody here was kind of under the assumption this would be a Funimation dub. It, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, so sit tight, listeners. There's gonna be a lot of wrong predictions. Yeah, There's no going one's gonna to be, be right. Lot of wrong predictions. We'll, ex we'll explain what happened we'll in a explain. second, but yeah, first uh, we should probably get to our predictions. Is it, yeah. yeah. Uh, fortunately for me, though, I actually had another list made beforehand back when I thought Crunchyroll was going to do this themselves. So I actually have a couple of things right, but uh, you guys can go first. Oh my god. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, lucky you, had, goddamn you had two lists like with Hunter Hunter, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sweet lord. Oh no. Oh, I love you, Jet. You come prepared. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Alright. Well... I should, I'll go first with my predictions then, just to get back at you. <laughs> Anyways, I had three predictions. Since this one was kind of late in production, we were trying to figure out what directors were still available at Funimation to do things. So I, uh, oh, excuse me, I burped. Um, I had two that were kind of left that I was thinking could possibly do this. The two I had in mind were Colleen Clinkenbeard and Zach Bolton. And my third one... My third one, I remember I did this. I don't remember why I did this, but I think I remember I did this just to, just because you would be upset by this one, Jet. For my third prediction, I put down Stephen Foster. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Million years dungeon, Andrew! Million years dungeon. I, I think it's probably a good segue for me to go in. Oh, did you have any writer predictions out of curiosity? Of course I didn't. Okay. I had three directors, three writers. One of my directors is also Zach Bolton. Because my predictions were a mix of either good top-tier directors, because Mob Psycho was probably going to be one of the larger shows from this lineup. 
or directors that haven't done anything yet. Of course, Zach Bolton haven't not, not done anything, at least for a good while, actually. Not uh, since Dimension Mike... W. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Gee. Um, Mike McFarlane was actually my first choice, because I figured Big Show, get one of the better directors in here, and especially also because Mike was the writer for One Punch Man. So he has mm. ties to this kind of uh, world and the source material to a sense, so he, I felt he would be a good choice here. Uh, Christopher Bevins was my third choice in director, um, because he's been doing rather well for himself lately. He definitely, um, grew a I'd say, I don't want to say improved, but he did really well the past year. My three writers, um, Bonnie Clunkenbeer was an obvious choice here. Uh, Jeremy Kratz was my second choice, uh, because I did enjoy the scripts for, uh, script for, what did he do? My Hero Academia. And this name I don't think has been tossed around that much. Uh, Blair Ronan, uh, Rowan is the my third choice because he's actually the writer for Blood Blockade Battlefront. Ah. So I figured, because I, I happened to find that out one day, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I thought, because the script there was good, I think he's also been working on the scripts for Joker game, if I remember correctly, um, from that's actually finishing up now. Uh, I thought that would be a good choice here. Got any for us, Amon? Uh, I think I technically predicted Mike McFarlane on the basis it passed the is this high profile enough for Mike McFarlane to work on it test. Um, there you go. But because like I, I I I know there are other directors. I don't remember who they are. They could they could be well, could be a, could be an automated box for all I know. Let me give you a hand with that because our good funny <laughs> our our good buddy Chartmaster Roots has a Google Doc for that. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, he does, doesn't he? He does. Yes. Chartmaster never fails. When in doubt, believe in Chartmaster roots. Believe in the Chartmaster who believes in you. Yep. Row, oh. row, fight the documents. Yep. <laughs> there, he's putting it up right, right. now. Okay, and uh, as for me, for the funny side of things, I also said Mike McFarlane, both because of One Punch Man and also because this is a big deal show. And yeah. for a scriptwriter, I had Clint Pickham. And then okay. for like, and then for the emergency bang zoom side of things, for script writers, I said either Patrick Seitz or Tony Oliver. And then for the director, since uh, the one punch man dub was coming out around this time, and I really liked the first two episodes of that, I ended up getting one this right. This being, of course, the one and only Chris Kasin. Yeah. So let's talk about this. <laughs> So this dub is a bang zoom dub, not really a Funimation dub. <laughs> it is a Funimation property with a bang zoom dub, which is very interesting. Very, mm. very interesting. I think this is one of the, I, I don't want to say it's the actual first time I've seen this situation, but I can't recall any other times we've done this before. It's the first one I think with a broadcast dub because California okay. dubs have happened with Funimation shows, but I don't think they've been done at Bang Zoom. Yeah, I've always heard they had a specific... I've always heard they had some kind of weird issue with Bang Zoom, but... Well, let's let's put it like this. In this day and age, when Funimation and Crunchyroll are friends with benefits, I'm pretty sure the thing about them hating each other is pretty bullshit at this point. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, Jet, out of curiosity, aside from Mob Psycho and One Punch Man, what has Mr. Chris Kaysen directed? Yes, uh, he has done quite a lot of things. He 
has done Bucky the Grappler, he has done Bad Blue Blade, he's done both seasons of Dirty the Mighty Dirty the Mighty the Code, he has done some of Case Closed, he's done some of Dragon Ball Z, he did the Seven Deadly Sins, and of course he did One Punch Man. He's isn't he also the um director for um Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans? Oh yes, yes he is. Okay. okay. <laughs> first season. Yes. For, oh. Yeah. First season. Uh, someone else is thinking. I'm not even watch. I'm not even. I don't even watch Gundam shows in general. But See, <laughs> here's the thing. We found out in advance the director for the second season changed. We didn't know why. Now we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and suddenly everything comes into focus. Yep. The only, the only thing we don't know, though, is we don't know a scriptwriter right now, Yes, this Yes, uh, for one of the first times in a while, we have no idea who the scriptwriter is. I tried asking Chris Gaten, but he said he wanted whoever it is to come out and say it themselves. That never happened, so we were kind of a buy on this one. Let's just say, whoever you are, script person, you are not doing a bad job. Mm, pretty solid so far, I would definitely mm. say. Okay, Ed, what do we think of Chris Kaysen's director here? Um, it's interesting. Like, some of the ca- some of the casting choices in particular are interesting. Uh, when we- when we get to, um, for example, Hanazawa, uh, I have words, not- not necessarily bad words, but, uh, my notes in here have a- have, like, I gotta- I'd have, I'd have to read my notes, notes verbatim because of this. Um, but when we get to him, we'll- I'll explain why. Um, but personally, I would say the directing and writing as of right now has been pretty good. Um, Bob's a little bit of a tricky situation because he kind of is a lot, really, really monotone for a good amount of show, which I can understand that it calls for. Um, but then again, that also goes into Mob, Mob's performance as well, anyway. Which so. we are not discussing currently. We are discussing the yeah, entire ensemble as a whole, which, for the most part is very well done and to some degrees which we will cover later has some nice callbacks to its predecessor yes 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 being perfectly honest i'm actually kind of happy with the direction here that i wasn't with one punch man it kind of let me down a little bit but uh really this, is, this seems really solid so far <laughs> yeah no it's i'm pleasantly enjoying what i'm hearing so far and yeah, me too. yeah. How about you, Amon? Mm, nope, uh, pretty good all on the board. I'm I'm quite happy. No real complaints. Huzzah! Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, in that case, I guess we should start getting around to the characters. No, uh, no, no, no. We should be getting <laughs> to the gym. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> okay. Okay. First up, we have Musashi and Odigawara. Uh, Musashi is the head of the Body Improvement Club at Mob School that he joins later on, and Odigawara is the top delinquent. Let, let's let's put the full name there so whoever's editing this can do this. Musashi Goda and Tenga Onigawara. Yay! Mm. All right. So, so, so before we talk about who we predicted. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the Body Improvement Club. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to talk about? We exactly. need to talk about they are the only non-problematic 
completely, totally supportive people in Bob's life. <laughs> you, you would assume in any other show, these would be the assholes that are bobbing him, that are calling him a bitch, that are being like, ugh. You need to get with my muscles. And they're like, no, bro. I appreciate Look, you want to improve yourself. You really want to do this. I know I know it's a little hard, but I see you putting in the effort. We want to help you out. And when he's in trouble, they come help him when he's trouble. When he looks yeah. like he's basically going to die of, like, heat exhaustion and anemia, they don't just leave him in the dust like a drill sergeant. They're like, hey, um... We're going to leave him here for a little bit to catch his breath because while we go back and do our squats, uh, take care of him, okay? He's a good kid. Yeah, when he got kidnapped by, um, what is it, Black Vinegar Middle School? Black Vinegar. From there. The fact that they did go and rescue him was pretty awesome, even though they did get their asses kicked by Hanazawa. But point still stands. Like, yeah, you are right. They kind of break that stereotype, and they're actually one of the only real supportive groups of characters in Mop's life. And also, they are the they are like the best punchline in the show. They kind of are. Like at, at, at the end of episode two, I legitimately didn't see that coming. <laughs> that I, Mob I just out of happened. nowhere joins them. Oh well, you know what? Actually, we already said it. Yeah, he joins them. But it's like the whole episode, you think, oh, he's going to. Oh, to join the psychic extraterrestrial lays about group. And no, he wants to get swung! <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the best part of that episode is all of a sudden, thank you for having me, and the guys are looking at him like, uh, what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, also, there's not much to talk about him right now, but uh, Onigawara is pretty cool too, because he's basically yeah. just... I love the delinquent look. It's just so cool. And he, yeah. he's pretty good at doing consecutive ora ora punches. Well, funny you should mention that given who he looks like with that pompadour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah! Anyways, point is, You're not wrong. Masashi Goda is the type of person that Hardy loves due to his manliness and Onigawara is pretty cool and he can't spell for shit. Yeah, no. I am, I made sure I wrote I am a girl on it. What? <laughs> like, no girl making a love letter would put, by the way, I'm a girl, teehee. Yeah, that's why I put the heart. <laughs> that was the best. Alright. I'm like, dude, you're All right. uh, well, I, well, I actually got one of these right, so I guess I'll get the last. All right. Oh, I bet I know which one you got right. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty obvious which one I got right. I put yeah, Sabbath probably. for both of these characters, because one is Swole Man, and the other is Kuwabara. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. I did not have predictions for Mr. S uh, Swole McSwole Pants. I did have one for um, our delinquent, though. <laughs> Uh, Onigawara. I actually went with... I had two. Where are you hiding? Marcus Stemmick and Jared Green. Mm. That's who I went with. Uh, who did I have? I also had Chris Sabat for Goda because look at him. That's a, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a Chris Sabat character. It says so right on the box. Uh, and for Onigara, I had... Uh, I also had uh, Marcus Stemmick and I also had David Wald. <laughs> 
Nice. I could see David Wald, actually, yeah. Mm. That'd be a fun one for him. Yeah, yeah those are pretty reasonable. Uh, as for me, I didn't have any for Onigawara, but if I did pick something, I would have probably said Grant George in the event of Bengzu because he looks like Josuke, and that's kind of who I want for Josuke whenever... I really want Grant George for Josuke, holy shit. Yeah, because remember guys, if anyone has a Funimation prediction, they are dead wrong today. Because <laughs> okay, holy shit. Basically, Jet's the only one that's kind of prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else okay, saw okay, this coming. Okay, okay, and as for the Uzashi, uh, for Funimation side of things, I said Phil Parsons for some reason. No, and... no, I can see Phil Parsons. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, and for the Vanger side of things, I got this one right. Because when you're going with manliness, there's only one person you can really go with. And that is, of the course, the one and only Patrick Sides. <laughs> You thought it was the Body Improvement Club, but it is I, Dio! <laughs> Getting swole! Alright, sorry uh, that I cut you off there. Um, Patrick Seitz is Goda. Who who plays our resident delinquent? Who knows how girls think? Yes, our resident delinquent is played by Rachel. Okay, because I was like, I was trying to figure out who it was, and I, it's, it's not on ANN, it's not it's, anywhere, and I'm like, who the heck is this a, 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 I figured out why I was watching the episode, but he confirmed it on Twitter, so that helped. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I, just, I just looked on the mob wiki, which helps. Yeah. Okay, so credits for these two, for Patrick Sykes, you have likely heard about a lot of things, because he's in basically everything. <laughs> okay, and you have heard him in Out Noah Zero as... Vlad, you've heard him in the Berserk movies as Pippin, you've heard him in Blue as Ratna on the Blood Edge, you've heard him in Eureka 7 as Charles Bean, you've heard him in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood as Sloth, the list goes on, but the, okay, but most recently you have heard him as Naruto Ben Dio in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It is I, Dio, getting swole. <laughs> I mean, in part three, that's kind of, Well, he was pretty swole before he lost his body. He just I haven't a- even seen past the first season, because I only own parts one and two on DVD. I haven't seen past season one. Okay. So I don't know the story. Okay, what's season one? But I would have mad, but, no, but knowing one, the... What is season one? Parts one and two. Okay, okay yeah. So you haven't seen yeah. part three, got it. Okay. Oh, it friend. gets it gets it gets weird. Yep. Okay. Weirder. From the things yep. and, I've uh, heard. Okay. And as for, <laughs> and as for Reached, he doesn't have as many anime credits since he's he, he's kind he's, of, he's getting up there. Is it, yeah, so yeah, is it, yeah, he's getting up there, but he's still pretty recent. Let's uh, get the obvious recent big one out of the way. Yeah, I, I was going to get to that. Yeah, I was going to get to that. But uh, in terms of recent things, you have heard heard him in. You have heard him in Charlotte as you, Odosaka. Yes, Motherfucker, you're that. in my presence. You open with Charlotte. Go fuck off. Fuck you. I had to. That's like the first one bolted up. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he, okay. He's also Hanzo in Hunter x Hunter. He is Sharakad in Bobby the Labyrinth of Magic. He is Graham in Mobile Suit Gotham Thunderbolt. He's Dr. Genius and Furry Furry Prisoner in One Punch Man. Yes, oh, he's okay, that's where the name is familiar. Man. He's someone in One Punch Man. <laughs> okay, he's Howitzer in The Seven Deadly Sins. 
He's also somehow Piccolo in the Tsunami Asia dub of Dragon Ball Super. Boy, oh, that's what? an interesting thing to talk about. <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, but uh, okay, but the thing you have likely heard of him if you play video games, he is Noctis in Final Fantasy XV. Mm. <laughs> no. I'll do it. That's a big one. No. No, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Look, know. I don't, I, I don't I play know, it either. But but my I know friends do. All. I know jack all about video games. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a car apparently. That's all I know. Okay. Stand okay, by I, me. okay. Okay. I haven't played it either. I'm just saying that would be the big. Because darling, darling, <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Oh dear <laughs> lord, here we go. <laughs> Man, who left all these pennies on the tracks? Yep, okay. <laughs> there's so many DRL trains. Okay. So anyway, Guys, what's terrible? I, I and I'm coughing, okay? All you need to know <laughs> is that Noctis actually isn't the Sasuke emo bitch you think he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, what do we think of these two? Well, Patrick Seitz is swole as all get out, and it's fine by me. <laughs> I, I think to quote Patrick Seitz is being Patrick Seitz. <laughs> I think uh, to quote a friend of ours, Patrick Seitz's voice is that of hot buttered sex. <laughs> <laughs> that was Megan, wasn't it? No, that no, was No, I think Hardy. that was Hardy. Oh, right, it was Hardy. Uh, Ray <laughs> Chase. Ray Chase, I like. Uh, it's actually interesting. He's a very talented actor, and he sounds very different every time I hear him, actually. He's yeah. kind of impressive. I really like what I've heard of him, and I want to. I'm really excited to see him in more things in the future, because... Because right now, he sounds completely, even though he is a callback actor to have working on One Punch Man, both of his One Punch Man roles sound completely different than Onigawara. It's really impressive. So here's my problem, though. Because I watched, I marathoned all of the dub episodes that were out last night. I can't tell you what that character sounds like. I don't remember. Unfortunately, it was kind of forgettable, maybe because I'm not familiar with Ray Chase, unfortunately. Um, but it didn't really stand out to me, honestly. So, uh, I don't know. I, it's not, I don't think it's a bad performance. It's just not something that really stood out to me in a good way. Onigawara is like, not very notable right now, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, considering some of the development that he goes through in later episodes, and especially when Mob's brother Ritsu becomes involved as a much more, I'm gonna I'm interested to see how that's gonna turn out for him. Okay, I wasn't, right I wasn't sure if you knew that stuff or not. Oh, I know, I know. I watched I watched the whole <laughs> show during the summer. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. I did. Um, when we get to those bits of development, I'm interested to hear how it's gonna go. But right now, it's not much of a stand-up performance to me. Probably more because I'm not too familiar with Ray Chase. I'm not familiar with LA actors in general, and I should probably fix that. Yes, 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 we're going to fix that uh, one of these days. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. I'm slowly getting there, but all of a sudden we have this new guy coming in and throwing a wrench into everything. <laughs> Thanks, Ray Chase. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I at least knew about Max Middleman and friggin' the trio of Erica's, but you're throwing a wrench into this right now. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm on. Did you have any thoughts? Point is, you're watching Toradora oh. later. No excuses. <laughs> it's on my. It's on my list forever. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I like I like Patrick Seitz. I don't think I've seen him in anything where he's been bad yet, so he was good. Uh, and 
I don't have a lot to say about Ray Chase, just because the two episodes he's been in, I watched very late at night, and I was kind of tired. Uh, he seemed fine, but I don't have anything terribly, you know, uh, deep to say about him yet. You know, give me, like, three weeks, a few more episodes, more more of the character, sure. But he sounded fine. Yeah, okay. at the time of recording, no there are currently five episodes of the dub. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so, uh, as for me, Patrick Sides, the Patrick Sides... And I actually have heard Ray Chase a lot of things, so I was pretty surprised to hear how he sounded here. It's kind of different from other stuff I've heard him in, and he tends to sound different in each thing I hear him in, so that's really cool. Yeah, no, it's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, any other thoughts, or are we ready to move on? I was pleasantly I surprised. Good. I'm good to go. All right. Mm. All right. So... Okay, so next we have a trio. Who's ready to talk about girls? <laughs> My gender! My gender, come forth! Alright, Jet, Amon, what do you know about girls? Lilac, oh God. what do you know about girls? <laughs> a lot of things! What are we talking about here? A teenage girl going through puberty? I could tell you the nitty gritty, but you won't like it. Yes, but right now we are talking about teenage puberty through the perspective of a little of a middle school boy with awkward psychic powers and some real social anxiety and emotional problems trying to deal with getting the attention of his crush and meeting some other cuties along the way. Yep. Girls are bitches and they can be catty as fuck, so they stay away from them. That's what we know about <laughs> girls. All right, Intr <laughs> introduce our ladies, Jet. Okay, so next up we have Ichi Mizano, Tomei Karata, and Tsubomi Takane. Uh, Tomei is the head of the occult club at Mom School and keeps pestering him to join it. Uh, while Mizano is part of the school's newspaper club and takes an interest in Bob after finding out about his powers. And as for Subomi, she's Bob's childhood crush who just kind of exists, I guess. She's kind <laughs> of a bitch! She is simultaneously the kind most important character that does nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's not really there. She's not much of a character, honestly. Mm. And she doesn't really become no. much of a character in the entire show. Just get a clue, Lilac. <laughs> Million year Harsh. dungeon, Andrew. Million year dungeon. No. Um, so I only had one prediction for Mizato and one for Subomi. I actually didn't have anything for um the occult club girl. Um, should I may as well go with mine? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'll say this. W with with the announcement that this was a bang zoom dub these were not on the original doc docket so i actually was able to make uh california changes and predictions with these three characters oh cool. they may not have been on the original press release but i made these predictions again like as soon as we got the news of the Crunchyroll Funimation team up, okay. and that Mob Psycho was one of them, so my cast list purely is Funimation because right. that was my assumption. I hadn't had the chance to change it since then. All right, so uh, I at least was able to change to Cali people. Uh, for Subomi, I had Stephanie Shea. For Tomei, I had Erica Mendez, and for Ichi, I had. The other two Erica's, Lind Erica Lindbeck and Erica Harlatcher. Ah, uh, yes, we had to have the holy Erica Trinity in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. 
Surprisingly, they are not all here. Uh, I'm just looking at the a and list. Erica Mendez is in episode 2 as a minor character, but that's about it. Um, so my predictions. Uh, mine for Mizato, because again, Funimation. I have not heard this person in a while. I actually put Megan Emmerich for my prediction for Mizato. And Subomi, I actually went with a rather obvious pick, and I picked Brene Brawl, um in this one. Let's see. Uh, for mine, uh, for Karada, I thought maybe Jill Harris. Uh, for Mizato, I thought uh, Brina Palencia. And uh, for Subomi, I picked... What I have? Sarah Wiedenheft. Ah, okay. Re yeah, pretty reasonable. Yeah. Okay, let's see. As for me, uh, on the Funimation side of things, for Subomi, I said Monica Rio. For Tomei, I said Morgan Berry. And for Mizano, I said Alexis Tipton. Okay. Okay, and for the Bang Zoom side of things, uh, for Zubomi, I said Christine Marie Cabanas. For Tome, I said Karen Strassman. And for Mizano, I said Lauren Lando. And what did you know? Even it? then, we're still wrong. <laughs> and what did you know? It? We're <laughs> Even all then, wrong. we're still wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because <laughs> girls are hard. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so who we actually have. For Tomei, we have Jeremy Lay. For Subomi, we have Ryan Barley. And for Mizato, we have Abby Trot. Two of these three names, of course, I don't know jack all about. One, of course, is very well known. <laughs> I'm familiar with very, one very of these well names because they will be important in future Hunter Hunter episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they're only important because they're, they're they're only important because well hashtag year of fairy tales. Which I need to catch up on badly. <laughs> oh yeah. I need speaking, to catch up on. <laughs> speaking of fairy tale, let's talk about Jeremy. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so yes, Jeremy where you have heard in a lot of things. Uh, she is okay, she is Sabaki in Bamboo Blade. She is Elizabeth in Black Butler. She is Shirley in Burst Angel. She is Chica in Cat Planet Cuties. She is Rogue Camelot in Both Seasons of the Grey Man. She is Elisa in God Eater. And, of course, she is Lucy Hartfilia in Fairy Tale. Oh my fucking god. Alright, let's say it. Let's fucking say it. Because. You, you did say the ones I wanted to talk about. She's uh, Patty. She's Patty Thompson from Soul Eater, and let's get it out there. Let's let's rip this off like a band-aid. Do we really? She's Asuna from Sword Art Online. You could have left it all alone. <laughs> you could have left, left it alone. alone. Jeff was, was trying to avoid it. No, I, didn't, I wasn't forgetting it. I actually forgot about it for a second. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're more, you're more likely to know her from Sword Art than you are from Bamboo Blade. Let's be real, listener. <laughs> also, because unfortunately since, everyone has probably seen Sword Art Online at this point. And since I am a Danganronpa aficionado, she is the video game voice actress for Komaru Naigi in Danganronpa Ultimate Spare Okay, and let's see. As for Ryan Bartley, she is a pretty new face, actually. I don't so actually know what she's done. 
Please tell me. I don't either. Okay, I barely know either, actually, but... Oh, let's see, wow. she was... Oh, no! I'm looking at the list right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, well, I won't... Well, I won't say it! Off say it! Because say it. she's in Charlotte as Lisa Nishimori and Yusa Nishimori, so she's that girl with this uh, personality thing. Of course. Okay, <laughs> she is Osamu in Erased. She is a bit character named Mika in both scenes of Love Live, and she is also young Sinbad in The Adventures of Sinbad. And okay. A- yep. And as for Abby Trot, she is <coughs> she is Miss Monochrome in the Miss Monochrome dub. She is somewhat in Hunter x Hunter in case we ever do a second episode on that. She's the only one to survive the clown's <laughs> advances. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay, uh, she... Horrifying. Yep, she is Veronica in The Seven Deadly Sins. And for all you Ace Attorney fans out there, she is actually adult Maya in Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. Ooh, that's cool. Really? Interesting. Huh. Yep, so she might come back in that dub ever happens. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Okay, That's so what do we think of these three ladies? Well, I didn't expect that from Jeremy. I didn't think that was nope. Jeremy. I actually. I did not either. I <laughs> no, thought no. it was Erica Mendez, actually. No, so, no, so, I, know, I knew it sounded familiar, but it took a while to, re- to recall who it was. Yeah, like it sounded something familiar. And then I looked at the like the ANN cast and I was like, Jeremy Lee, no way. And then I went back to it and I'm like, okay, I can hear twinges ever in there. <laughs> So I could hear it in there once I knew who it was. I, I could too, hell? but I legitimately wasn't sure who it was, so... Those are positive marks, by the way. I thought I was familiar with that voice, and I was surprised. There, she, <laughs> she's she's chewing the scenery every time she's there. She's loving yeah, it. Yeah, she kind of is. It's kind of funny. It's very different from what you we're usually used to hearing Jeremy do, which is really nice. Mm. Um, I... Again, just like with Ray Chase, with Onigawara, Ryan Bartley. Yes, okay, 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 to be fair, her character does exist, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I am actually excited with Abby Trot because this is my first encounter with her um, in a show, and I was actually really impressed because she made the character rather upbeat and very. Um, like investigative and curious about everything. It kind of brings in a different dynamic to the like the already the, the already um, set cast of characters we had up until we see her. I mean, so, <laughs> I mean that's really funny when I just said that she plays by it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I definitely enjoyed Abby's performance so far um, for Mizato. So that's definitely... That's always a good thing when I can, like, if you make me actively really seek you at, like, seek out who's voicing you, it's, it's always a good thing in my book. Okay, uh, I'm on. Any thoughts? Um, Ra- uh, Ryan Bartley's fine, although she doesn't have a lot to work with. Get a clue, uh, I, I also... <laughs> Million I have, I have a clue, thank you. <laughs> I have one. It's just old and kind of dusty. I should probably go get it. Um... <laughs> Uh, I also enjoy. I did enjoy Abby Trout. This is, I'm pretty sure this is the first thing I've heard her in. I thought she also did a very good job. Uh, and I, I really like Charmaine Lee in this. This is she's a. It's probably one of my favorite performances in the dub. 
Not my favorite, we'll get to that later. But she's really up there, and it was just a, she was a lot of fun whenever she was on screen. I'm really happy with her. Uh, uh, yeah, my thoughts are pretty similar. I was really surprised by Jeremy Lee. I wasn't expecting that kind of voice from her. And it was really funny. Uh, Abby Trot was Abby Trot was pretty good. And Ryan Bartley did a Say good it with job me, Jet. Existing. Say it with me. <laughs> Say it with me. We'll Million count Year down. Dungeon? Like Million Year down. Dungeon? <laughs> we'll count it down. Jet, okay. Three, two, one. Million Year Dungeon! Get a clue. Damn it, I counted down. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Fix it in post! Fix it in post! <laughs> okay, so are you ready to move on? Fuck it, we'll do it live. Anyway. <laughs> yes. That was very awkward, confusing, and I am now a little sweaty. Just like yep. dealing with all girls at that Whoa. age. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Uh, uh, right. As the babby of the dub talk crew, it's like, whoa. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Andrew's uh, the babby. Look, okay, this is uh, a show about puberty. We need to talk about puberty. And pimples. <laughs> yep. Okay. So now we're getting into our podcast. Uh, first up, we have Teruki Harizawa. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh! Oh, we're talking about this. Oh, we're this talking about guy. him first. Oh. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Now I need okay. to actually pull out my list. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Teru is another psychic who Mob encounters. But unlike Mob, he actually enjoys using his abilities for his own benefit. And he kind of considers Mob to be a nuisance. And spoilers, very bad things happen to him. I will. I'm going to. Mostly in the way of hair loss. I'm. Uh, okay, so I'm going to save my thoughts for this character when I'm doing my thoughts on the performance of the actor. But for now, I'm going to say Clifford Chapin was my prediction for Terry. Ooh, that was my third choice. That was uh, that was my uh, that was that was my uh, prediction too. A lot of Clifford Chapins. Hmm. Uh, look to, uh, looking at mine. Mine, in the event of Funimation, was actually Aaron Dismuk. Hey, that was my first choice! <laughs> yeah! Wow, we are psychics. <laughs> Too bad we couldn't predict what was going on with the show. <laughs> we could not. Okay. And, uh, in the, and in the event of Bang Zoom, I say Lucian Dodge. Okay. Um... <laughs> So I had three picks for Teru. Aaron Disney was my first. Uh, Josh Greeley was actually my second choice. And then my third choice, um, like you said, like five times already, Clifford Chapin. Oh, man. After this season, I really would have liked to have seen Josh Greeley do Teru, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dear sweet lord. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so it goes without saying that we were all wrong here. And, uh... <laughs> And uh, quite surprising, you actually turned out to voice him because it is none other than Eric Scott Kimmer. This Here, was the best way I can summarize <laughs> this. This is my. This is the first sentence I wrote down when I saw this performance. Excuse me. This is what. I wrote. Oh, hey Sonic, how's it hanging? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, elephant in the room, since this is very similar callback to. One Punch Man is that Eric Scott Kimmerer is the voice of Speed of Sound Sonic 
in the One Punch Man dub, but he has done so much more. Just going off the top of my head, one of my personal favorites of his is uh, Ryuji from Toradora. Is one of my personal favorites, because in that he's doing his best Mika Solusad impression. Uh, nice. He also plays the the really freaky blonde pianist hair in Your Lie in April. Right. Yep. He's, um, mm. shoot, um, Isa. That's it. Isa, that's Isa. his name. Jed, are you back? Is it, uh, uh, yes, uh, yes, I'm back. Okay, pull up the docket. docket. That's, you were that's, AFK. That's, uh, so was... Okay, so aside from the ones you mentioned, he's also Haruyuki in Excel World. He is Ayato Abigiri in Asterix War. He is Hydra Neal in Bloodland. He is... That's the one I know him for. Yep, he is Mark <laughs> Evans in It Is About Eleven. I think he he's is... somebody in Seven Deadly Sins. I don't remember who. It's, uh, uh, yes, he is. He is Galfer. Oh, that fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Best reaction when yep. you say things like that is, you asshole! Okay, okay. The best and, way to put it. Yep, and he is also Alibaba in both scenes of Bobby. And, of course, he is Speed of Sound Sonic in One Punch Man. Let's pause for that to ring. Banana phone. <laughs> or we can leave it in, me going nutty with banana phones. But, okay. okay. Ring, 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 <laughs> ring. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Okay. It's okay. A, so, oh, yeah. I'll go last. Mine... You go first. I have some, okay. I have some weird thoughts, too. <laughs> so... Again, my initial impressions of Eric S Scott Kimmerer here is it sounds like Sonic. <laughs> it sounds like Sonic. Not as freaking crazy, batshit crazy as Sonic, because I enjoyed him as Sonic. But he's still Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much difference to it, and I don't know if that was a choice made on purpose or... Honestly, I, I think that's just how he sounds normally. Because like he's he it's, sounds it, very similar as like some of his other performers. Oh, he's also biscuit. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably said, yeah, I probably said better that with you. Here's yeah, the he... thing though, it's been a while since I've watched Bloodlad, and I don't recall him sounding similar to these characters in Bloodlad. Uh, uh, okay, he kind of, he kind of did, but he, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, it's okay with me. My first, I heard, I first heard him way back in Excel World as Haruyuki, and that's kind of a shy, Spike Spencer-y type character. So ever since then, pretty much every time I hear him, I imagine him as that kind of character. So hearing him play cocky characters always feels really weird to me. So, so oh, what okay. I... <laughs> So the thought. opposite reaction. And yeah. he went from a chubby face to a demon face in Toradora. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was especially weird to me. So when I first saw him here, I was kind of surprised by the casting choice. Uh, but uh, sorry, but for me, it actually turned out pretty well. I was really impressed by what I heard. Yeah, I mean, it's still a fun performance. It just. My problem is, it reminds me too much of Sonic. That's the problem I have. Okay, it's actually stuff with him because that's really just how he sounds. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It's kind of funny you mentioned his Sonic because, to be perfectly honest, I didn't really care for his Sonic in One Punch Man. Like, like I thought, like I actually thought it sounded a little bit too light, and 
Like it didn't sound enough like an adult, so it felt kind of weird. I this I had just I had gotten a kick out of his Sonic. I mean, again, to be fair, I I I've been enjoying his Hanazawa. It's not as crazy as he did with Sonic. Yeah. Um, but uh, I still I enjoy both characters. They just sound very similar. <laughs> I can't get it, and it doesn't help that One Punch Man and Mob Psycho are basically the same thing. <laughs> it does I not help. will fight you on it's, that. Yeah, I disagree. I'm going to fight you on that. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. They're from the same goddamn creator. So they're linked in some sort of freaking way. They're linked more So it than does that. not help. He, that like, does not help. Raiden <laughs> has Saitama has has as his phone background. He's a, he's a, yeah, they're linked, but they are pretty different in a lot of ways. They're different shows. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. Didn't Mob Psycho come before One Punch Man? After. Right? I, I think it, it did. It's after. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's after. Okay. I know you were tired, but what did you think of Teru? Huh? I thought he did. I, mean, I thought he did a pretty good job. I didn't have the same sense of like. Um, I didn't find too similar to um, Sonic, but I think part of that's just I haven't uh, seen oh, the One okay, Punch Man dub in a while. And aside from those two in Your Lie in April, that that's all I've ever seen him in. So I'm not super familiar with how he sounds. Um, but I thought it, he's also someone who I think maybe. Uh, I'll have a better sense of him, you know, like a couple episodes from now when I've seen him in a little bit more. But from what I heard, I thought he did, you know, perfectly good job. Is that, is I'm happy. That, yeah, I was really impressed with how he uh, did the big scene in episode five. Okay. Is that, is that, is that because, mm. because I said it before on Twitter, but that was pretty much what was going to make or break this down for me. I, I kind of <laughs> yeah, agree completely. That's kind of why I'm glad we waited for this mm. one. Two things. <laughs> one... We're making y'all motherfuckers watch Toradora. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 okay, not just Toradora. I need to make all of you watch Sacred Money, too. <laughs> I, well, I bottom two line. No, bottom game. line. Apparently, all, all us motherfuckers need to watch more L.A. dubs. <laughs> that's basically okay. something right there. I'm taking the floor. I'm taking the floor. I'm doing this because... I got, I got. Do we do, do we really need to? Do we really have to? Because when you take the floor, you take a while. Look. It is important for this character and for this show, actually. Because I'm just poking fun at you anyway. Teruki Hanazawa is the polar opposite of Mob. He is anything <laughs> but modest. He is completely, utterly so full of himself, so high off of his own horse that he thinks he is in control of everything, that he is better that he is the reason I'm actually kind of glad I put Clifford Chapin for in for him because I put Clifford Chapin down because I thought Bakugo and it's very similar because actually, yeah. he, high he is high horse thinks he is better than everybody believes he's better than everybody not realizing that he himself has his own crippling anxieties and insecurities that really affects the shit out of him because he thinks that his psychic powers make everything about him and makes him better. But without his psychic powers, the true paradox is he is nothing without his psychic powers. And when he's It's interesting. It's interesting because while the whole polar opposite characteristics thing, it's been used over and over again. It actually in the case of Mob Psycho it does create a really good dynamic between Mob and Hanazawa. Especially later on, once Hanazawa was like, "Okay, I'll nope. stop," 
I'll leave you be. <laughs> I think, oh, and there's a lot I could say on the character, but I will just say, I really like Eric Scott Kimmerer. There's times where it's like he's very, he's very monotone and very kind of, oh, you, it's like, he could be, like, I think Gopher, and Gopher was, I mistook Gopher as Geralt, Daryl Gilbo when I first heard oh, it, actually. No. That's what I imagined when I first heard that. <laughs> Don't and, let Hardy hear you say that. I, I've told Hardy this before. It's fine. He's not that Okay. Tricky. Anyways, but, but Eric Scott Kimmerer, like, I like him at things, but this one's really impressive because there's a lot of emotion he really had to put in this. Like, the realization that he isn't hot shit. Like, the screams he pulls off in this episode are fucking impressive. And it's brutal what what happens he legitimately almost chokes out Mob, and it's a brutal, visceral, fucked up yeah. scene. Which you wouldn't have thought that when you see top of Teru's head. Zero percent. And the true irony is, don't use your psychic powers like knives by pointing them at other people. He used his psychic powers to point knives at somebody else, <laughs> and he paid for it. The delicious, yeah. delicious irony. <laughs> but that hair, though, after, after the next time we see him, that hair, though. <laughs> the the, uh, of the, Mar hair. the Marge Simpson yeah, I, dude. I, I, I'm just going to say... I am 150% ready for the rest of this dub. Let's let's put it like that. <laughs> so, you know what? That's all I'm going to say on Teru. Teru's a really interesting, great character in this show. And he he's he's one of my favorites in the show. Uh, yeah, he's, really, he's really interesting. He's really interesting. He reminds me a lot of Bakugo. Okay, let's say it. My Hero Academia, Mob Psycho, both Bones anime... What is it with those motherfuckers that doing the best goddamn shows ever? Because Bones they have a is lot of money. Best. No, I don't there's even think it's money. I think it's talent. That, no, it's not money. It's yeah, it's talent. It's never money. Like, never say really money. Talent, so like, never say money. They won't take you seriously. This is this is this is this is this is what happens when the people who make Cowboy Bebop are like, you know, we should just make our own studio and hire people. That that'll work out well, right? It worked out very well. Yep. They're they're doing better than fucking. Uh, Guy, not Guy. They're doing better than Gynax, yeah. Okay, everyone is doing better than Gynax these days. <laughs> That's <laughs> a low bar. That's a bit of a low bar. Uh, who are the shampoo guys? I forgot their uh, name. My, my That's Manglobe. Manglobe. <laughs> That's a very low bar. That, okay, okay, that, okay, but that was a low bar even before they got the boot. Everybody's sad about Shampoo. I really wanted more World God Only knows. Somebody license that manga for fuck's sake. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway. Alright, so you ready to move on to the next person? Are we ready to smile and LOL? Is that where we're going next? That's, uh, no, that's actually not where we're going next. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Okay, 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 so you should be able to figure out where we're going next based on that. Where we're actually going next is... Ritsu Kageyama. Ah. <laughs> yes, Tough Ritsu baby dude. brother. <laughs> yes, uh, Ritsu is Bob's brother who seems to be better hit, better than him in pretty much every way when it comes to social skills and popularity. But, but, it, but 
In secret, he actually envies Mom's powers and secretly wants to be a psychic himself. Welcome to true dramatic irony. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because the the second half of the show is basically basically centers around Ritsu's tor- turmoil in a sense. Yeah. Because of that. So it's very interesting that the show took that turn. He's popular. Um, in the he's half. good at sports. He's swole. He's everything Mob could ever want to be. But Mob is everything that Ritsu wants to be. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Which ends up making a really interesting dynamic between these two brothers too. Yep. I think it's great. And there's my there's my phone going off. Yep. <laughs> phone. Is that, yep. So I actually got this one right. So I'll go last. Lucky bastard. Um. Basically, uh, uh, for this one, I had uh, Rico Fajardo. I actually went like a Solasad for Ritsu. Hmm. Uh. What did I have? I had uh, Aaron Dismuk because Dismuk plays uh, he plays a good nice kid, and uh, Ritz is very much a nice kid until he's not. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Dismuk was he's a good not. kid. Then he hit puberty and directed Show Me and Sample. <laughs> Poor bastard. But he but at least he made up for it with like Cheer Boys and Nonbaka, so we're good. Oh, Nonbaka is really good actually. Nonbaka is so much fun. I love it. Okay, uh, let's see. As for me. On the Funimation side of things, I said Justin Brenner. Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yep, and as for the Bang Zoom side of things, I got this one right because I was thinking this would have some kind of parallel with One Punch Man. And and since he's done these kind of characters before, I said Max Middleman. (laughs) (laughs) Saitama! Yeah, let's say he's the voice of Saitama from One Punch Man. (laughs) He, honestly, he's not he's he's not the he's not the voice of Saitama. He is Saitama. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay, yes, that's the obvious one. But okay, he's and, got a lot more going for him. Uh, yeah, he really does. That's, 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 okay, yeah, at this okay, yeah at this point he's pretty much set up to seal Bryce Pepperbrook's voice as a big California guy. So honestly, yeah, he is. <laughs> now that I think about it. Now that you say that, he kind of is, because you don't often hear Bryce in or see Bryce in an announcement lately. All right, first things first. Let's get out. No, to no, hold on, though. To hold on, if I remember correctly, to be fair, he is a new dad. If I remember right, that's, Bryce uh, is a new dad. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I might have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it might. Mm, that okay. might. Yeah. Uh, so as for things you have heard Max Middleman in, you have heard him in Outdoor Zero as Inaho, you have heard him as Yabuki in the Asterix War, you've heard him He's as... He's Kosei Arima. I know you're going alphabetical, but my god, you think I was going to Asterix War? Okay. Let the man finish, Andrew, or you will uh, be uh, going uh, to a billion years dungeon, goddammit! Uh, okay, yes, he's Kosei Arima in Your Light April, he's Haruto in Topelion. He is Yudon in both seasons of Maki. He is Hikari in Lull the Sea. I really he's... like Lull of the Sea. I need to watch the dub for it. Ah, uh, yes, you do. It's really good. And he is also Hikari. Ah, oh, wait. Oh, man, I already mentioned that. Uh, he is also Junjinatori in Erased. Because I don't think we're ever going to get to that episode. Unless Netflix ever posts it. <laughs> yeah, unless Netflix ever puts. Unless Aniplex. Puts it on Netflix. Also, the or, other one or, I or, mention, or Crunchyroll. 
The other one I want to mention, because <laughs> this is a new action show, he's the voice of Jimmy Olsen in Justice League Action. Really? That's delightful. <laughs> he's nice. really good in that episode, actually. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Megan's going to kill me if I don't say this. He's the oh, voice no. of Leo in Fire Emblem Fates. You're right, she would kill you if you didn't say it. I knew I was forgetting <laughs> something. Okay, we're good to go. We're good to go. Okay, so thoughts on Batsman a bit here. Tough hmm. break, dude. <laughs> nice. I love how that one actually became like a meme. Um, I would have to say... I kind of like it. It... it I mean, to be fair, it took a little bit to get into it more because we didn't see Ritsu all that much in the beginning. Um, but when it got to like the fourth or fifth episode, when we kind of start seeing those hints of Ritsu's little bit of inner turmoil that he goes through, I did kind of enjoy it a bit more. Um, I was really starting to get into it. So I'm very interested to see what Max Miniman's going to do with the character from this point on. Considering the shit that Ritsu gets himself into, it's like mm. it's much higher pitched than like he usually goes to yeah. actually, which is kind of interesting. Which uh, I, it's definitely it's definitely higher, obviously, than Saitama, but it's also higher than Kose, That's for sure too. And, uh, and uh, it sounds about the same as that uh, character he played in either called Noah Vince, who's named Kurt Case Bay. It shouldn't be. Oh, I have the list right. Ooh, in front hang on, of me. I have it open. He plays. <laughs> who does he play? In? Oh man. Oh wait! For some uh, reason. It's... Oh right. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah he's eyes. He's yeah. he's what happened if Saitama kept his hair and got the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Which isn't as good a fate as you think it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, any thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, like again, I feel like I feel like the. Like you know, like the, uh, I like I enjoyed him when I saw him. I also feel like the you know, like the the section that's really gonna like test his acting is more of the second half of the show, which obviously isn't out yet and yeah. probably hasn't been recorded for the most part. Uh, from what I saw, though, I thought he did a good job. I definitely bought him as being like the clean cut younger brother who does everything right and isn't a weird psychic like his uh, brother with the unfortunate haircut. Um, so I enjoyed him, and I look forward to seeing what he's going to do with the other material later on in the show. I feel like considering some of the past where I've seen him in, I feel like Max Middleman's not going to have a problem with the whole... No. With the whole turmoil that Ritsu goes through. I feel no. like it's going to be fine in the end. I'm just very curious in what direction it's going to end up going in. Mm. Oh, Max, yeah, Max is also going to be in a video game that Jed and I are really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, yes he is. Cool. You'll yes, you will hear I... shit of me from April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much just going to go to hibernation for a month. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is this is this is this is a game that may or may not share its name with a uh, Ingmar Bergman movie. It's very slow and black and white. No, no. Am I the only one who gets that wow. joke? Okay. That is like yeah. obscure old man even for like. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna go die in embarrassment of a quarter here. Oh no! Continue on without Maybe, me. Come no. back! Come back! I love Maybe you. Come, come back. back! All right, I'll come back. 
I said, okay, so I think it's pretty much good, but I think that we're all happy with Max Billman so far. Max Billman okay. is a very talented performer who I've been very impressed over the various performances of him, and yeah. I can't wait to hear more. Now, are we ready to smile and LOL? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we finally are. Yeah! <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, I, I almost started singing the goddamn My Little Pony song. Fuck. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, so going from that weird segue, next up we have Dibble. Okay, uh, so Dibble is an evil spirit bent on world domination. But after he also being rhymes with Pimple. Which is probably very intentional. Yes, it probably is. Uh, but after being defeated by Bob, he just decides to hang around him in the hopes of one day hijacking his body for himself. Because he wants to become a god. It's funny mm. how he's introduced. Because he basically is... <laughs> he possessed some guy's body and is a religious leader of a cult called LOL. <laughs> <laughs> And you wonder where the LOL joke came in all of a sudden. That's where it comes from. <laughs> okay, so predictions. I I only had two, and actually looking at my predictions again, I think I actually would have gotten it right, because I think I went in a similar vocal range than what was actually cast. Yeah. No, I'm looking at it again. I may as well go then. Uh, Chris Rager and Brandon Potter. Though Brandon Potter was probably the big one between the two I would have loved to have seen. That's pretty <laughs> interesting, actually. Uh, interesting. I, went with, I went with Sunny Strait. Wait. <laughs> I, uh, I, I also went with Sunny Strait. You went Sunny Strait? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I could have seen that. Okay, uh, so I actually... Okay, so I had two predictions. One, I... But was pretty reasonable in the case of either way, uh, which would have been Richard Epgar. Okay. Uh, yep. Hmm. And uh, my other Funimation one was Chris Rager. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Jen, you and I were thinking along the same lines then, like that kind of more, a little bit more of a gruff tone of sorts. Uh, 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 yeah, kind yeah. Of, anyway. Uh, yeah, I kind of was a little bit more gruff. Okay, right, but you, any... you can keep going. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yep, okay, but anyway, we were all wrong once again. Uh, so because, wrong. Okay, because who is actually playing him is Michael Sorich. I never heard of this guy in my life. That's, that's, okay, what okay. else is new? What that's, else is new with LA Dubs, though? Okay, Apparently he's been okay, around yeah, for a long-ass time. He said, mm. Yes, he has been around for a very long time. Though he doesn't have too much of much major roles. Uh, yeah, but, uh Okay, but anyway, you have heard him in the Cyborg 3009 movie as Cyborg 006. You've heard him in Blue Dragon as Hippopotamus. You've heard him in Bleach as Dirico. You have and heard... a lot of other characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have heard him in Digimon Adventure as Andromon. You've heard him in. Oh, really? Okay. You've heard him in the Digimon Frontier movie as Naimon. Uh, let's see, you've heard him in the Goats in the Shell movie as Ishikawa. He's Nero in God oh. Sword. And more recently, he is Tanpa in Hunter x Hunter. So. Let's see, Knights of Sidonia. I'm, I'm just looking at all the other ones. Uh, Naruto Shibun, of course. 
Uh, Are you an LA voice actor? You've probably been in Naruto then. Oh, he was in Shin-chan. Or Bleach. Or both. He was in Shin-chan. Interesting. To be a man, you must have honor and a penis. (laughs) Okay. And on that note. (laughs) Yep, so thoughts on Michael Storage. I like it. I actually don't have any notes I realized on it. <laughs> I don't have any notes on it. I could have really pinned pin down the voice to other performances of his. I was... It was really good, actually. I really liked what I heard. There was a lot of energy and intrigue, like when he's big and threatening, <laughs> when he's a cult leader, and then when he's just a giant little butt. A giant little butt. <laughs> That's one way to describe him. Are you are you sad I killed your pet? Hey, Kageyama, <laughs> let me take over your body. Wow, look at that girl. Eh, girl, she has a big ass. Wow. She has a nice ass. You, you want to know how to possess that girl? Huh, I don't know how to do that, you fucking pervert. Uh, you want to you have x-ray vision? See her, see, what, see her naked? Ha ha, pervert. No. Hey, are you going to miss him? And then he thinks all that? Eh, not really. <laughs> Oh, mob. Uh, that is awesome. <laughs> I almost feel like that must have been like a commentary of the whole sacrifice, get angry trope. And like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And all the good times were him telling him, wow, you're such a loser. You're such a pervert. Hey, you want to rule the world? Hey, you want some panties? Uh... <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah, I actually don't have any notes on him. I'm surprised by this. I'm surprised yeah. by myself for not having notes on it. But I think it's pretty good so far. It's rather amusing. It's it's exactly what I was thinking of in terms of the tone of voice. Because, um, I, I, again, I was thinking lower register of some kind. Like, kind of gruff, but not too, too gruff. That, like, even watching it yesterday, I was like... Yeah, if it was really going with Funimation, Brandon Potter would have been a really good choice here too, honestly. And I'll stick by that decision. But um, yeah, it's the, it's that kind of tone of voice I was thinking of in my brain. I just didn't think of it like in an LA in an LA setting. <laughs> Psychic powers could get you literally everything you ever want. What could it possibly give you that you can't get? Muscles. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> I, like, I forget what he says, but it's just like, are you for real or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought like that. That was great. Like, the face <laughs> he gives is the best part where it's just like... <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is one of, yep, so this is one of those weird cast predictions where I didn't actually predict it, but when I saw the cast of Jones, I was like, oh, yeah, I should have totally gone with that. It was less <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, that doesn't make sense. You're like, oh... Yeah, that works. I... Yeah, no, it was like, oh, wow, I'm surprised I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those situations, like, why didn't I think of that before? Yeah, uh, any thoughts on him? Uh, no, I liked, I liked him a lot. He was uh, appropriately hammy and dramatic uh, when he needed to be, and he's also good at being, you know, a little sarcastic floating cloud. <laughs> <laughs> just hangs around and... Uh, Hassle, hassles mob all day. He's he's like that good pal of yours. Sometimes insightful, but kind of crashes longer than he should, and sends you those things you really shouldn't be looking at when you know it's like, yeah. hey, I have a girl over. 
stop sending me that stupid shit right now. Get out of here. You know the yeah. ones. You know the ones. You like him. He's a good friend. You do occasionally wonder, why am I friends with this person? Sounds about <laughs> He's right. He's terrible. It's like, it's Sounds like, about right. One of my friends, I'm like... I've liked the guy, but then I went over to his new place, and then something in his fridge had been spoiled for like a month, and I opened it up, and it's like, yeah, we don't use the fridge anymore. You could have told me after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> Before I died of con of like like a contact poisonous fumes or Joke's something. Joke's on him. I was leaving, and he had to musk it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I think we're pretty much all agree that Michael's origin <laughs> that Michael's Michael is, Sorg is very great. good, very talented, and he's he our is. favorite little butt cloud. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> Alright. Okay, okay, and okay, and speaking of butt clouds, it's time to get into our final two characters. Yay! <laughs> is it time <laughs> for some words of wisdom? And to yes, learn yeah. The almighty secret technique. Yes, yes it is. The we... one with all the table salt. Yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes, yes it is, because we have finally come to Arataka Riggin. The <laughs> one that I had the hardest time to figure out. Riggin yep. Arataka. The <laughs> character that for the longest time was like, this guy is the Biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> Honestly. Why is Bob listening to this guy? And then those last episodes happened. And then it went from Reagan is the worst ever to holy shit, we all need a Reagan in our lives. Yeah. And man, oh man, As that is not much... something I expected to say in the year 2017. We all need some Reagan in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so, to be okay. fair, to be fair, he definitely has his moments where he's actually a pretty decent moral compass for Mob. Okay, okay. Reagan, of course. Yes, okay, yep, uh, so, okay, yep, so, talking about his character a bit. Reagan is Mob's mentor and takes him under his wing to teach Mob how to control his powers. In reality, however, he's pretty much a fraud, lacking in any, lacking any ESP whatsoever, and he kind of shifts between helping Mob and taking advantage of it. Yeah. We, we, we would call him, he, what does he refer to himself as? Uh, the world, the most renowned New Age uh, exorcist or something? I That's feel... what I was I feel the true appropriate term for Reagan is Mob's guardian spirit. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He is all at once a con artist, a hack job, a fraud, and kind of feeding people <laughs> legit lies that he really knows what he's doing. But... <laughs> At the same time, he is using the things that people are paying him for to give them comfort and hope and, like, legitimately good, good massages that actually, like, <laughs> makes them feel younger and happier and fills them with something, like, they've been lacking and needing. And he doesn't have bad advice for Mob. 
Sometimes. Yeah, again, he's a pretty decent moral compass. I mean, the whole thing... What was it? It was episode five, where Mob is like, don't point... Like, don't use your powers against people. And the whole bit where, Re where Reagan's like, you do you point knives at people? He's like, no. Then you shouldn't do that with your psychic powers. He's like, it was that scene, that little bit there. And it, it came across so much better in the dub, honestly. To me, anyway. And the, the interesting thing to me is, like, he, he's sometimes misguided and or, like, a little, like, devious, but he doesn't actually give him terrible advice. Like, the whole thing, yeah. when the club's trying to pressure him into joining the club, it's like, well, do you want to do this because you want to? Or do you do this because you feel obligated to? You shouldn't yeah. do something you feel obligated to and not something you want to and that's not bad advice yeah he's such an interesting weird character <laughs> that he's he is in it all itself the adult he yeah. is <laughs> yeah he's the adult in this entire situation for better or for worse he is everything that is adulthood he or like the idealism of what adulthood is and what it actually is. He is wise. He is like he's nurturing and helpful for others, but he also lies and deceives sometimes for good reason, sometimes for profit. That is to me what adulthood is, where it's like good advice, nurturing the new generation teaching the morals while sometimes doing things that are less than uncouth, not always right, and whatever you can to try and make money in this world. Yeah. Mm. So, predictions, because I actually had a pretty hard time with this one. This, again, for me, this was the hardest one. I just went... For the longest time, I didn't have anything for this one. I went for the low-hanging fruits, but man, I am glad these did not come true. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Uh, mm. Eric Vale and Vic Mignogna. Oh, oh wow! Eric, oh, Eric Vale was actually one of mine. Real low hanging fruit. Yeah, Eric Vale was actually one of mine too. <laughs> nice. Uh, I also had Eric Vale. I also had Ian Sinclair. Which, you know, I, was, I like. I, I also had a lot of trouble with this. I didn't come up with anybody who I was really happy with. You know, after with. Space Dandy, <laughs> I kind of could have seen Ian. It's like it's like these aren't people I would consider like bad, but they're not what I want. But I also yeah. don't know what I want. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that, yeah that because, because, it, because it's just such a because yeah, that's the problem. Because in the simulcast, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah the problem. exactly. Because because the one I settled on for my prediction was Ian Sinclair, so. I, it was such a unique performance in the Japanese that it was like, who in the world he was, in the Japanese, could he, do it well in English? In the Japanese, he was, uh, I think he was Levi, and he was, uh, he's Rohan. I know he was Rohan. Yeah, yeah he's Rohan. <laughs> Rohan is kind of like the bad parts of Reagan. He's just a complete and total shit bastard. With some uh, really Takahira cool Sakudai. What do, you, what do you mean? Levi from Attack on Titan? Yeah. Yeah. No. Is that not him? You are fucked. No. Levi is Hiroshi Kamiya. Okay, okay. 
Wrong one. I gotta look up Takahiro Sakurai because it's such a very distinct. Oh, wait, you do you know who Sakurai was? He was our favorite character in Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> what do you hate so much? <laughs> He's also Griffith from Berserk, by the way. Oh, boy. And what else is another fun one? He oh, if you've seen Bungo Stray Dogs, he's actually Francis F. From um, the Guild. Oh, I, oh uh, I think I just got there. Fuck, I really hate the Oh, he's um Suzaku from Code Geass, actually. Fuck. And oh, Jeez. oh. Just for you, just for you, Andrew. Leon Kuwata from Daigon Rampa, the animation. Amazing. So, all right. that is who this person is. Let's talk about our predictions. Let's talk about our predictions and then get, and finish this up, because this is an We just one. talked about our predictions. Oh, did we yep. finish our predictions? Yes! It's, it's, uh, okay, it's, uh, okay, it's, okay. Uh, I didn't finish mine, actually. Uh... In the event oh, okay, of Bang, okay, uh, so in the event of Bang Zoom, I didn't really have a clear solid choice, so I just kind of threw down Ray Chase here. Because I figured, hey, he has a lot of vocal range, he could probably do comedy. So, why not? But anyway, we were all wrong. And who it actually is, is Chris Neosi. And if you go to the Phantom Post at all, you probably know him as Critober on there. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Really? I said, uh, if you go to Fandom Post, he actually has an account there and he hangs out there sometimes. Okay, I thought you said the username wrong. The username was Kerberfer, I think. Is yeah, it, okay, it yeah, is. I probably did say it wrong because I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got like a okay. YouTube channel Names. that I'm actually like subscribed to and all that. I actually met him at a con. He was a cool guy. That was before he moved, that was actually before he moved all the way to California. That was cool. Um, uh, so, okay. so what is he? What has he done? What has he done? Uh, okay, uh, he doesn't have a ton of roles, but you've heard him in Bakuman as Hattori. You've heard him as Lord Uriko in Alone the Sea. He had bit roles in the first two Berserk movies. He was Lagos in Patama Inverted in the movie. Okay, uh, he was. We're not gonna mention that one because we we will do a dub review of that one, and he's. Let's just say he's in Tales of Sisteria. Yes, he. He's the biscuit. He's Biscuit's older asshole brother, Sovereign, in Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, and the big he plays the very big role of Garma Zabi in Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origins. Uh, yes, he, yes, he does. Okay, Question. so... is Sovereign a bread? I do not know, actually. Okay, because <laughs> it's cookie, cracker, biscuit, Sovereign. Sovereign must is, be uh, something. Anyway. Are they... Are they... Br are they... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, anyway, so thoughts on Chris this is my favorite performance of the show. This is a <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> really surprising one. Like this, this is so much fun because like it, it's it, it's like we could have made predictions all day. It probably would not have lived up to this performance and this casting choice, and I love it. I know, right? 
this was a- like you know you know i was talking about my favorite performance in this show it's this yeah. <laughs> he is so good this was really <laughs> interesting like for me i've never heard of this person before in my life but now after this performance so far it's like yeah i'm not gonna forget about this person i'm not gonna forget about him <laughs> And it, and it reminds me, hey, I gotta go watch the dub for Alone in the Sea, because I own that. It's on my shelf Okay, yes, yes, how is Lord Oroko, how does he describe himself? The scale of... The Jet, help me out here. Like yeah, I like the scale of the sea, something like that. He's the scale of a scale, I think it is. Oh, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, some weird yeah. cheesy line like that. You need to watch Alone in the Sea. That show is drop-dead gorgeous... And literally, uh, the romance is not a triangle, it is a decahedron. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to describe it. So, on to Re- Chris Neosi as Reagan. I am very impressed. Like, I, it's basically pretty much, if you've ever seen one of his YouTube videos, it's essentially him going, like, completely, like, having a lot of fun being an authoritative figure, but also going, like, super crazed ham, and it really, really works for Reagan. It's like, Reagan must have been a really hard one to figure out, but now that I've heard it, I really can't think of anybody else. Yeah, honestly, it's another one, it's one of those things where it's like, you could, again, you could think of, like, a ton of other people who could possibly do it, then you just hear this one performance, and you're like, no one else could have done it. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, uh, there has to be one in every show. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's always that one. And so, I mean, so, I mean, I'm not super familiar with him, but I have heard him in other stuff, so I was kind of a bit weirded out by the casting decision. When I heard it, I was like, "Yep, this is perfect." Yeah, it was like <laughs> I saw that name to that character. I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, that was like actually legitimately shocking. But now that I've heard it, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Very pleasant surprise. Good job, Chris the OC. You're probably somebody who might actually listen to this. So, thanks for. <laughs> Thank you. You're a you're a you're a you're a bright spot in an already great show. You, Good job. My favorite, my favorite in the show right now. Yep. I know. Okay, yep. Now, so, yep. We have us, our favorite, but we still let have us one more. Move on here. from our problematic fave to <laughs> our precious cinnamon roll, who can do no wrong and deserves ah. nothing bad ever happened to him. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Okay, yep, so finally we have our lead character, Mob. Mob Shigeo is... Mob Kageyama. Kageyama. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, but, okay yeah, but we're He likes dogs. milk. <laughs> thank you, Amon, I thank you, reminded me. He just happens to like milk. You would lose yep, that does. laugh competition fucking easy, Steph. <laughs> no, no seriously, I probably won, honestly. I can keep a straight face. I really can. You don't know me that well. I can keep a straight face. Speaking of straight face. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Bob is a troubled young boy who has trouble controlling his psychic powers and suppresses his emotions in an attempt to keep them under wraps. 
But sometimes his powers can go out of control, and his equipment and emotions go to the extreme, and his goal is to learn how to live a life without his powers. So, predictions for Bob. This one was another tough one for me. Uh, uh, this one, it, yeah, this one wasn't as hard, but... This one like, wasn't as yeah. hard for me. It, it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> as hard, but it was still pretty tough. Uh, I had Joel McDonald and Justin Briner. Yeah, Joel McDonald's one of my predictions, too. Hmm. I uh, actually decided to go a little bit different. Because I made these predictions after watching, specifically, Cheer Boys. I have Dallas Reed. Ah, hmm. okay. Because I was like, I've seen him as the harem, because at this point it was like, I've seen him as the harem lead, I've seen him as a cheer boy, I want to see him in something completely different. And I was like, why don't we put him here? It may or may not happen, but it would be very interesting if it did happen. Of course, it obviously didn't fucking happen, because Bang Zoom is a thing, but <laughs> I was like, let's have him try something different, and I put Dallas here. Okay, uh, I'm on... Uh, I had. I also had Justin Briner. I also had uh, Micah Solasad, and they both. I thought they both would have turned in good roles, but you know, just, I don't. I really had trouble with this one. I didn't know who I wanted, and it made casting it very, very hard. Yeah. Uh, if irrelevant, because Funimation didn't dub it, but you know. Yeah. They, they are releasing it. They are releasing it. They are not dubbing it. Right, so, okay, so okay, so as for me, I was trying to think of who could kind of do a good quiet voice and just sort of okay, that's a, that would kind of sound like something resembling a background character is what I was thinking of. Uh, okay. So, okay, so okay, so one of my choices was uh, Lucian Dodd because I really wanted to be the lead in something, and I will continue to fight for that until it happens. I agree. And, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, and my other one, since I had, since I was in the middle of watching Iron Blooded Orphans, I was thinking uh, Zach Aguilar because of the character he plays in that show. And before you say anything about his genos, it sounds very different from that. All right. Okay, but so, anyway, we were all wrong. <laughs> hooray! Let's talk about who this is. Yes, because who it actually is, it is Kyle McCarley. As soon as I heard it was this guy, I was like, yep, that works. Is that, is that, yep, because we because we saw Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> and now he's playing somebody I don't fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I fucking hate Mikazuki. He's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, okay, so uh, Kyle is on the roles. You have heard him as Dr. Okura in both seasons of Ajin. He is Kisaki in both seasons of Aldo Zero. He is Cyborg 0014 in Cyborg 009 vs. Devilman. He is Alba in Durarara Season 2. And, uh, and of course, he is Mikazuki in Gundam I Wonder Orphans. And, oh, uh, oh, yeah, he's so... also Ryota in Your Line and Roll. I know he's going to mention that. No, I was about to say Shinji Mato from oh, Unlimited yeah. Blade Wars. Yes, yes, he's Shinji. Uh, like, I know he's yes. Watsuri, but oh my god. I whoa. know nothing of Shinji. All I know is he's apparently a real big asshole. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
he's he's Hellbrim in Seven Deadly Sins. Okay, okay, actually, you really need to hear you sing that dub. It's hilarious. We'll do. We'll I haven't, do. I haven't heard, I haven't heard the Unlimited Playworks dub, but I'm familiar with Shinji Mato's character, and oh my god! What a rap bastard! What an asshole! Okay, okay. Okay, so thoughts on Kyle McCartney? Perfect, um... perfect. <laughs> I. I, I feel like Steph may have some words, but honestly, for Mob, this is kind of what I expected. He's quiet, reserved, really kind of trying to get his his self figured out, and he's definitely really not good at sports, so you really hear he's really huffing and puffing, but aside from that, like, he's kind of calm, collected... But he's very modest and very humble. Except when you tell him to get a clue. <laughs> Dear God. That so, was actually pretty impressive. There was a level of intensity I could feel in his performance. Like, even when he's just say, telling you to go to hell. He's like, ooh, ooh, good boy said a cuss word. Good boy said a very naughty word. And, man, even, even like, even if he doesn't say anything, like, the ferocity of defending himself from Teru, like, it feels helpless and noble, but, man, I felt so bad for Mob, like, when he realized... He lost the high ground because he used his powers, whether knowingly or not. And Mob needs a hug. That boy Mob needs is a, a hug. good, good boy. He needs boy. all of the hugs. Here, here's my thing with this. Um, it is an interesting choice. I will say this. Because, I mean, I at least heard him as Watari, at the very least, in July and April. I think it... Yeah, I heard him a little bit as Alba from Durara. Um, it's an interesting choice. He does have the monotone, like, not exactly monotone, but more of the quiet aspects down. But I was still very hesitant, because what I really wanted to see in terms of this performance was how he was going to handle his explosion moments. That was the key part right there, um, which could make it go from a really deep, really good performance to a rather poor one. And the rage moment he had in episode two or three, um, when he was facing Dimple. It was three. Three, thank you. It actually was handled rather well. And Andrew, like you said, good boy, like using a curse word, using a naughty word. It, like, that's a credit to, like, the writing right there. It kind of helps distinguish that a bit. And then when you jump ahead to episode 5, where he feels sadness for the first time that we've seen the show, you can just feel his pain, and, you won't, and you're right, you want to give him a hug. So, I was very hesitant at first, but only because I wanted to see how, he would, how Kyle would be able to handle those explosive moments. And I think so far they've been handled rather well. I'm interested to see, a little bit later on, the fight between him and that hooded guy 
Um, Ooh, oh, that's the one that... that speaking of... That is going to be interesting. That's the one that won Best Fight. And that one was actually kind of <laughs> deserving. Honestly, I would have picked... if I Because I didn't vote. Honestly, I would have done Deku versus Bakugo, but that's just me. I, I like that one, too. Okay, I had to be honest that I voted Naruto versus Sasuke because that actually was the best animated thing this year. I agree. True, I agree true. Too, and that's that, a big climactic thing. That, that was but, the most requested, like, other choice, so that worked out. Anyways, yeah. back on topic. I will... But yeah, I will on, on it... Oh, sorry, sorry. Pause. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I was hesitant about it, but mostly because, like, sometimes you, you'll run into, like, performances where they keep the quiet, monotone thing, but when they try to, like, branch out in that, like, with their emotion and the vocal range... Sometimes it doesn't line up very well. In the case of Kyle's performance for Mob, now that I've heard some of those explosive moments, they're well handled. I feel a lot for Mob, and I'm, I just want to give him a hug. So, kudos to you, Kyle. I think it's really solid so far. Like, like a lot of this is familiar if you have seen Iron Blood Orphans, because it's it's just you know what. What I'm getting from Mob that I didn't get from his Mikazuki is because Mikazuki is, isn't sincere, isn't kind. He is rough and gruff and intense. So I know he can do intense, but I wanted to hear that level of precious cinnamon roll will protect his dopey brother, will listen to his elders will drink his milk like a good boy, and then also feel those emotions that are swelling up inside of him that he doesn't know what to do. Mm. And I... I really like it. Like, I think it's, it's... It's a very specific voice that works for specific characters that is really hard and probably kind of frustrating for casting. But for characters like Mikazuki, and for characters especially like Mob, Kyle McCarley nails it. But, uh, uh, yep, as for me, since I heard it was Mikazuki, I, when I saw the casting show, I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And, and one of the things with him, I feel like with each thing he does, he reminds me more and more of Josh Grill for some reason. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's an interesting comparison, actually. That is interesting. I kind of see what you're getting at, <laughs> but that is a cra that is a crazy man who has shocked and awed every single one of us to the point that I'm not even sure he has equals. Oh my god! Yeah, that that's a <laughs> that's a fair assessment. Cause dear lord, oh. But anyway, oh, I, the, oh thank personally, you, thank I would you, have Amon. to see I just finally oh, noted no. a message yeah. where I was like, what is a sovereign? And a sovereign is a type of cake. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. Nice. Continue. You're welcome. <laughs> that works. <laughs> okay, uh, so what is that time, man? I really liked it. I'm not super familiar with him. I think aside from Your Lie in April, I haven't seen him in much. Um, but I thought he did a very good job. I thought he definitely did the quiet monotone. He had that 
uh, the characteristic in that that I was, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't think of a good actor who would do that, but I thought he pulled through on that. And I think that when the time came for him to, you know, be more emotive, I thought he also came through. So the moment, like, I'm very happy with him. And I think, you know, especially for a show like this, I think that's very important because, you know, obviously, like, Mob's the main character, but his, you know, arc and his, you know, inability to deal with, you know, suppressing everything and then it bursts out on occasion is so central to the show that if the actor couldn't pull it off, I think it would kind of spoil the whole dub just by, you know, prominence. Yeah. Just because it would be so prominent. So I'm very happy. Spoiled the milk. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm very happy with him, and I think he's done a he's doing a good job. Yeah, I don't ship Mob with any of the girls. I ship him with that glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> that's your OTP, well, Mob X Milk. He, he needs well, well, it to grow it... big and strong. And... Oh no! No! Okay, nobody, nobody, nobody send me art. I I'm being kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't want art. I don't want art. There's very obvious reasons why I do not want art, and I feel terrible that I even thought of. Th oh no! Andrew, look what you did. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So I guess that's a pretty good segue for our final thoughts on the dub. I can't think of my precious child like that. No. I think he needs bleach now. Oh no, no. He needs some bleach no, to get. No. We are not doing that shitty shonen. We are going to finish- That's what I meant! We are going to finish talking about- Actually, Bleach is a good segue. <laughs> Bleach is a good segue. Jet, I, I think you know why. I meant the cleaning why. product, but oh- I meant the cleaning product, but okay. No, Jet, I think you know where I'm getting at with this. Uh, you know uh, what Bob uh, Psycho is? What? The anti-shonen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of is, actually. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good segue. I'll let you get... Impromptu segue, woo! <laughs> I think I think you actually did a really good job putting that prior, so I'll, I'll let you take the floor on that one, Jet. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob's like a really is kind of an interesting little series. It's a, it's a, I mean, when I mean, when I first saw it, I couldn't stop making one punch bag comparisons because one punch bag is obviously a really big thing. Okay, but the more it went along, the more I really kind of saw a sense of identity, and, and it did a really good job of distinguishing itself in terms of like how it presents its whole coming to age things. And I think in a lot of ways, it actually kind of does those things better than one punch bag. Like the themes come across a lot clearer to me in comparison. Uh, but that's just me. No, I, I'm completely with you. I'd I'd <laughs> argue that while One Punch Man might be a better action show, I think Bob is a better story with like a much more important theme of like self-discovery and the reality where it's like people aren't really that special when you think about it. It's like you let that get to your head of whether or not you are really as special as you think you are thinking that you are better than the rest of the world and if you think you're better than the rest of the world you're kind of deluding yourself because in reality we're all the same and it's not what you are that makes you better it's who you choose to be that makes you better and 
and I think that's really a powerful message because Kageyama has psychic powers, but they don't do anything for him. He doesn't feel joy or bliss from using them, from using them against others, not even using them to help others. It doesn't do anything for him. Nobody appreciates him for it. Nobody really shows him the time of day, and it's not something he wanted. He wants to be a better person. He wants to fulfill his life his own way. And I think that's really interesting. And it's a really fascinating character study, which is what I think Bob is great at. Not Bob. One. What one is great at. He's great at characters. He's great at understanding people and making them interesting. How do you make the most powerful people, the most overpowerful character that would break any other show they were in and make them human? That's what Mop, that's what one does. That's what Mob Psycho does. That's what One Punch Man does. And that's why I think even though his art is rough and kind of hard for people to get used to, that's why I think he's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Done. I couldn't have been it any better myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not gonna say anything after that. <laughs> well, kind of hard to follow up. I would just say, yeah, it's. I would say, it's really, really solid. There are some parts that, considering Chris Kaysen is also director, is the director for One Punch Man. There are some parts where I feel like Mob Psycho might have exceeded One Punch Man to a degree. Uh, and the casting is really solid. The direction has been good. The writing has been good so far. And I'm just really enjoying it. Again, like the big. I, I just had a few big tests partway through, especially with Mob being the big one um, and figuring out how the explosions were going to be handled. Reagan is just drop-dead perfect. Like, no no ifs, ands, or buts. And there are some unexpected performances in there and some fresh faces that I haven't heard from yet. So, overall, I definitely think Mob Psycho's dub so far has been really solid. And I'm, I'm just excited to finish it uh, as, it, as it goes on. Because this is the probably the, la the only dub that will not be finished by the time all the other ones are dub done right now. Because at the time of recording this episode, basically all the other fall simul dubs are done. <laughs> and we are starting winter, which we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll be cutting it back a little bit. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna overdo we're, it. We're we're we're, we're gonna do a couple <laughs> we want to, but we're also gonna try and work on the backlog this season. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just say we're doing maybe that's a little cold at the moment. <laughs> But winter is also leaving, winter is also leaving us with opportunities to catch up on a few things we had planned for a while, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's cold and a little cold blooded. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, let's not tease you anymore. We'll tease. We won't tease you, but we will shill the shit out of you, Steph, Jet. Where can they find these wonderful shows? That's, that's, okay, wait. We didn't get that much. Oh fuck! We keep fuck. Damn it. All right. Abad, <laughs> you sorry. are my favorite person to do these things with, and I always feel really bad that I like overpower you. You're one of like my favorite it, people, but I'm... 
<laughs> you, you, no, the problem is you talk way too damn much. <laughs> I, a, I deserve the dungeon. Yes, you do. With, okay. your, with your good it's friends okay. Timmy and Mary. Fuck off. <laughs> Megan had me do that, by the way. Um, no, I, I'm I'm really enjoying this dub. Uh, this uh, this show was one of my favorites from last year. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, if nothing else, I'm just very happy that the dub is something I feel like I can recommend to people. Because you know, I have friends who, like, you know, enjoy anime, but they're not into it. It's very much like, you know, do I think the story's interesting? Then I'll watch it. And this feels like something I can very easily hand to them and say, and yes, you can watch it in English, and the English is good if you don't want to read subtitles today. Um, so I, I, I'm just very happy. I think Mob Psycho is a very interesting show. It's a very... It's a very Shonen Sunday story, which I could explain what that means, but that might be a little too manga shop talk for that. But uh, uh, I'm just really enjoying it, and I'm very happy that, you know, this thing has turned out so well. Yay! Yeah. Okay. Also, okay. your excuse for not watching the show is because it's too fucking ugly. Go fuck yourself! <laughs> the animation. People are, are, there, are there people who say that? Yes, 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 yes yeah. there are. But it, no! That's... I'm not surprised. Wait, wait, wait. These are the same people who think guys. King Kong looks ugly, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I hate these people. They're dumb. Every guy, every guy that loves other animation, that, that, pretty much, that pretty much says it all. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't give a shit. It's a lo it's animation is so much fun. Oh yeah, the animation is stupendous and it's amazing what they did. So with the great. Style. It's because there was a choice done on purpose. It's like guys, guys. I have bad news. Sometimes, sometimes when things look ugly, it's because they want it to look ugly or whatever. It makes it amazing that way. It's called style. Get some. Oh. Dropping the mic, come on! <laughs> and, on and, on, and on that note, Jed, I think we need to finish this before we get too far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Okay, so you can watch Bob's Lego 100 on Funimation.com through their Funimation service. But what if they're oh. a filthy, filthy? If they're not a filthy plebeian? And like the original Japanese. Yes, if you like, yes, if you want to watch the original Japanese, you can also watch it on Crunchyroll. Yeah, which by which, which by the way, if you want to do the Funimation subscription service, they have a 14-day free trial. We're not. If you want to test it out. Okay, no, no, we're not saying the thing. We are not saying the thing. I was never gonna say the thing. I was never going to say the thing, but I will say that joke is dead. Fourteen-day free trials are available for both the Funimation Now service as well as the Crunchyroll streaming service. Mm -hmm. Both of which, sub or dub, whatever you're into, are very wonderful services that provide you with hundreds of hours of Japanese animation and culture. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If you wanted to watch these um, Japanese on Crunchyroll, you are not required to have a premium subscription to do so. If you want to watch the dub on Funimation's website, I believe only the first two episodes are free, while the rest is under the subscriber paywall. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, thank that you. is true. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So, anything you guys want to plug? Honestly, I just plug my Twitter at this point, more or less. And okay. or my gamer tag, but that's another story that I'll save that for later. Okay, uh, Lilac? Um, 
I do things. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a little <laughs> bit late. Um, so, I have a Twitter. If you want to follow me on my shenanigans there at Lilac Anime Review. The review being spelled R-E-V-U-E. Uh, I have a personal channel. Uh, this is the second time I get to talk about this, actually. Um, so, Dub Talk is now, like, the Dub Talk episodes you're listening to right now, this channel is now solely Dub Talk related stuff. It's no longer stuff for, um, myself. But I do have a personal channel now, if you wanted to go over there, where I, my goal, my, my, one of my news resolutions is to post a video every week. What that video is, I have no clue. <laughs> So far, I've only done a video for New Year's resolutions and one for a loot anime unboxing. I need to record it this weekend, but I think the next one I'm either going to do is a haul video with some stuff that I got over the holidays, or possibly a video on shows you should have seen in 2016 of anime. Um, not quite sure yet, but that's my goal. Okay, so I has, cool. I has channels. I has, I have a channel now. Okay, uh, Amon? Uh, you can, uh, find me on Twitter at, uh, at Amondul, with two U's, dot U-S. Uh, mostly I post, uh, post music and, I don't complain about nerds. I don't know. We all complain about I use about Twitter nerds. as much as I used to. <laughs> this is but true. But you know what else uh, you can do, Amon? Since I know Hardy isn't here, could you give us some, a very fresh, recommended piece of music for us all to listen to? I believe Jeff, it is a you, dusty you, old song that you've never heard of before. Dusty old song. You want some bumping tunes? I want some bumping tunes. All right. Since Hardy's not here, someone has to ask. This is true. What have I got? Uh, for bumping tunes, I recommend you uh, go check out the album Robot Face by the band Caravan Palace. You can find it on Spotify. It's great. That sounds fantastic. excellent. Thank you very much. So- song, to, song to check out is Lone Digger. Also, I now have an actual plug for my Twitter because I as well as many others, are doing an event this year called The Year of Fairy Tale, inspired by something our good buddy Jet here did last year. Inspired by the 366 Days of Bleach, we are going to watch an episode of... I, or at least attempt to watch an episode of Fairy Tale every single day for the majority of 2017. We're not going to reach the end of the year unless... Surprise, surprise, the new series premieres in 2017. But at the very least, we've got 277 episodes plus a movie. I need to catch up. I'm already behind. We are, I've either been sick or busy editing. I so. feel you. To catch you up, the, we are currently at the start of the Galuna Island arc at episode 11 at the time of this recording. Yeah, I, I'm way behind. I've only seen three episodes so far. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Trying, That's really gonna be this weekend. The first I'm gonna have to catch up this weekend. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, thanks. All okay, right. Jet, what about you, sir? Okay, yes, and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DivideVega, or you could read my anime blog where I occasionally write about things called Animation Infinity. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it for me. I can't wait to see your article that it's bullshit that Yuri on Ice won Best Animation. I'm probably not gonna do one. <laughs> you're gonna all open right. so many. You're gonna do it wounds. on how it's bullshit that Kira lost. Okay, okay, that one I might do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, it, and if and if you want to check out more uh, from us, Dub Talk 
crew and our shenanigans. <laughs> you see, of you see that little subscribe button right there. You, you see that? Yes. You see that? And then what's yes. next to that is going to be a little bell because YouTube's fucking stupid. So you're going to click both <laughs> yes. of those things and you're going to follow us and then you're going to hear all of our stupid things because we yep. are stupid, but we love you very, very dearly. Yes. We love you dearly, even though we embarrass ourselves on a on a daily basis. Me we especially. Ourselves. We do it all for you. We do yeah. it for the vine. Vine is dead. So are we. Anyways. Good night, everybody. Yep. Good night, everybody. Yep. And you know yep. what? Let's have the mob choir sing us out. <laughs> if everyone is not special, <laughs> you can be what you want to be. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The song has lyrics? I thought it was just people counting. 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. I got him so out of 2. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. And on that note, have a good night, everybody. Otaku. And good night. Good night. We out.